Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Hour 2 uh, here on the Chase Most Podcast for the Thursday, May 19th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I'm still, the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live, still in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, hour two of the program, uh, we're rolling right along here, uh, staying in the East Tennessee area. Yeah, uh, Oak Ridge head football coach Scott Cummings is on this uh, hour of the program. Uh, thank you again to Scott for making time. Uh, he just took the job, so he has not coached a game yet here at Oak Ridge, um, but that will change this fall. Um, so very excited, uh, to have the opportunity to talk with coach Cummings about, uh, his past at West at halls, um, why he's so excited to coach at, uh, Oak Ridge and where the uh, Oak Ridge Wildcats are going to be headed, uh, his scheme, um, players to watch in Oak Ridge this summer and this fall, uh, the schedule, which is a little tough that, uh, we joked about a little bit, uh, all the special playmakers that they've got, um, just all kinds of great stuff um, with uh, Coach Cummings about all things Oak Ridge and uh, where things are headed in that program. Uh, so Scott was great and uh, very much enjoy him uh, on the podcast and appreciate him making the time. Uh, it was a lot of fun to catch up with him and uh, learn more about where uh, his program is headed here at Oak Ridge uh, this fall. Um, so before we get into that though, hour two here on the Chase Thomas podcast, don't forget folks, you can also watch this interview and watch all of our stuff over on the Chase Thomas podcast on the YouTube page, youtube.com, type in the Chase Thomas podcast, all the video stuff you need right there, subscribe and never miss any of our video stuff. Read me at sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. All my sports writing is there. Type in your email and never miss that sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Tweet at me at Chase double underscore Thomas. Like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer and email me with any mailbag stuff, any questions you have, anything you'd like to, for me to read on the show, anything like that, uh, Chase Thomas Podcast at gmail.com. All right, let's get into hour two with uh, head football coach Scott Cummings at Oak Ridge High School. All right, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, we're back here on the Chase Thomas podcast, where I'm now joined by the next head football coach here at Oak Ridge, the Oak Ridge Wildcats. Scott Cummings is here on this very program. Scott, good afternoon, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Um, it's interesting. I like I, I talked to so many different high school coaches across Georgia and Tennessee, and um, I it just it, it's always more. It, it I shouldn't say more. It's interesting to get a perspective from someone who coached somewhere else in the fall and is going into a new program at this point in the spring, and you're still getting acclimated and learning the roster and le- going through film from last year and what you saw. And I, I'm just curious. Where are you at right now? Do you feel like you have a good handle uh, at this point here in the middle of May on who your team is and where your team's going based on spring ball and what you saw last year? Yeah, I I, I mean, I definitely think I have a, be- a lot better handle on things now than I did, you know, before spring practice started. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of positives and we also have a lot of negatives right now. And, and it's up to us as coaches to you know, try to figure out how to turn those negatives into positives and, uh, you know, and take our positives and, you know, which for in our case is, is having a plethora of skill position players, um, probably the best overall skill set at receivers and running backs and DBs I've ever had in my career. So, hmm. 
um, you know, we we got to figure out different ways to get them the ball and and uh, try to get them the ball in space the best we can and let them go to work for us. Um, what makes them special? What makes it the best you've ever coached? Well, uh, you know, if we'll just drop some names, I guess, um, is the easiest way to to do that. I mean, it probably starts with Brandon Hayward. Um, you know, he's a he's a 2024 graduate kid, uh, mm-hmm. so just a sophomore right now, and he's a four star four star receiver. Um, you know, with offers all over Eastern United States, really. Um, yeah, to Arkansas, to uh, South Carolina, to Tennessee, to, uh, got Mississippi State last week, Cincinnati, et cetera. So even though he's just going to be a junior next year, uh, he has proven himself to to really be a great leader on this team. I mean, he he's vocal enough, but yet to humble. Uh, and I'm very, I'm just really proud of where he's at mentally, uh, gotten, having all this success and all these offers and, and all this stuff. But yet at practice, he's the hardest working guy there and he, uh, tries to get other guys to come along with him. So, uh, very proud of him, but so he's obviously special guy, you know, he's just special. He's got that different junk to him, you know, that, that you're just born with or not really, Mm. you know? He just works hard enough to continue to grow on it. Um, but we have other guys, too. I mean, Elijah Rogers uh, going to be a senior next year. He's long. He's a, you know, six, uh, six one. My light just went out. A six <laughs> one uh, corner, defensive back. Really, he can play whatever it is he chooses to play, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Uh, you know, we'll, he'll start on defense and be in the rotation and receiver on offense. And, um, you know, there's uh, uh, Jai Hunley, uh, a very versatile running back slash slot. We'll play him in the backfield and at the, in the slot. Um, you know, Elijah, by the way, has several offers right now, too. Uh, mostly FCS stuff, but uh you know still growing from it and we'll see where he lands and jai's got several fcs offers and and then the academies because he's a 4.1 gpa student oh wow um just real excited about his diversity how he can do a lot of different things on the offensive side of the ball um you know we've got uh that linebacker uh kid that'll be a senior next year uh brian kelly mm. that uh i think's got a chance to go on and play somewhere too good he's fast got a big weight room kid he's he's jacked up and uh, you know there's there's several of them in our sophomore class along with brandon hayward um you know fortunately my my son connor cummings is pretty good in his own right and has a chance and Almonte Rembert, another sophomore that's very explosive kid in the weight room one day just messing around, uh, did a one footed, one legged forty eight inch box jump. Um, <laughs> I don't think I can do cro- that. With Crocs on, by the way. Oh my um, goodness. You know, so he's he's just a special talent too. And 
So there's a bunch of them. You know, our struggle right now is we gotta we gotta develop some offensive and defensive linemen. Uh, you know, we're just short there a little bit. We just don't have the numbers there and the size there. So we gotta, but we got we got some good kids though that that I think will let us kind of beat them into being, you know, serviceable good high school linemen. Uh, mm-hmm. But but that's gonna take some time for sure. Interesting. What have you found uh, going through spring workouts? And uh, I know y'all were getting out there this week, but what have you found uh, is the most difficult concept going from uh, Coach Gaddis' scheme last year to what you're implementing? Has there been one constant thing you found that kids are struggling with a little bit more or are like, oh, this is interesting? Yeah, you know, it, it it is interesting because um, you know, there's some good coaches here last year. Um, you know, Coach Gaddis is a legendary guy in this area, and um, he had some uh, good coaches around him and whatnot. But we're all, but we're all different. Um, you know, what I choose to do on offense, as far as terminology and the system, is different than what they mm-hmm. were doing. Uh, and I do require the kids to know the complete concept, not just their job, um, because I think it just helps them in the long run do their job better when they understand the guy next to them. You know, like like instead of telling a receiver, oh, you run a slant right here, I want to mm-hmm. tell them, hey, you run a slant right here but from the slot, but the wide receiver, the X next to you, mm-hmm. outside of you, here's what he's doing. And I, I want you to know very well the total big picture so you're precise and you run your route the way you're supposed to because you know it could interfere with his and what he's trying to do. So there's probably a little bit more of that type of thing, like just trying to get their football IQs up a little bit. Um, uh, and that's not to say that anybody else that I'm right and somebody else is wrong. It's just that mm. we're just different in, in ways. Anytime you're new coming in somewhere and, and in our case, there's going to be seven of us new here. Mm. Um, there's three coaches from the previous staff here, and that's it. The rest of us are going to be all new. So, you know, right now we're still, you know, I'm still teaching. the, I'm still coaching the coaches mm-hmm. so they can coach the kids, you know. And, yeah. you know, uh, and that's on both sides of the ball. You know, Robert Ayers, longtime NFL football players our defensive coordinator but like he'd be the first one to sit here and tell you just because he played in the nfl for 10 years doesn't mean that he's going to be a that he's a great coach mm-hmm. so you know just working through how we go about our business and how we teach kids and 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 on top of that getting our schemes in and uh, you know we're totally revamping changing the whole strength and conditioning program hmm. It's, it's you know it's it's pretty much everything across the board to be honest with you well man i just went through this whole schedule last year i was at every oak ridge game taking notes getting a feel for them and understanding where they were building towards and then you come in and then everything's different so this fall i'm gonna be i'm scrapping everything that i learned last year coach <laughs> um so i'm excited about that um so what uh drew what drew you originally to the oak ridge job uh from halls gosh it's oak ridge honestly i mean like um you know i, I was at halls the last three years and before mm. that i was at cleveland uh cleveland high school for four seasons and 
but before that I was at West high school for 16 years and, yep. and 13 of those as the head coach. So, you know, the truth is I'm really not a move around kind of guy at all. It's just kind of been my life in recent years a little bit. Um, you know, and, and fortunately, you know, I, you know, fortunately I, I am lucky enough to have opportunities, you know, mm-hmm. and for whatever reasons. And, you know, when Dr. Adams, our principal here at Oak Ridge High School, you know, when he called and asked, you know, well, didn't really ask me. He told me that we needed to have, <laughs> that we needed to talk, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I've known him for a long time. He actually coached for me for three years when I very first started at West High School. Oh, wow. So, so we do go way back. We've been out of touch for a number of years and he's kind of went his separate way from coaching, you know, to administration and all that. Um, but, you know, from afar, you always respect, have respected, you know, I have, and most people have Oak Ridge because of the school system, uh, is a great school system, uh, in this area. I, you know, I could argue that it's the best school system, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and, and they, they, they put their money where their mouth is with the schools. You know, Oak Ridge is just an incredible physical building. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's so nice. And just, you know, and I do have a son that's here with me now. So I want to make sure to put him in the best situation I could, too. And um, so everything was just everything pointed to Oak Ridge. I mean, from the pay, obviously, you know, make a little bit more money, mm-hmm. but also just the tradition of Blankenship and field and it's a gorgeous you know, field walking down those stairs, you know, the 70, 72 stairs to glory. I think is what <laughs> mm-hmm. 72, I think, or 74. I'll learn. Oh, you got to nail this thing. down before opening weekend, sir. You got to nail yeah, it down. Exactly. Coach. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, I, you know, facilities, are good and getting better every day. Mm-hmm. Like right now, right outside my office here, they're out there working on the practice field and the track. Okay. Uh, totally, totally redoing everything out there. Uh, it's going to be super nice. Like, mm. you know, we'll have a misting station for football <laughs> players. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of cool stuff for track going to be out there too. steeple, a new steeple chase event, uh, thing. And, uh, they're putting in, they're going to second phase is put in a jumbotron. Who has a jumbotron at the track? Oh, well, at Oak Ridge, you do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, you know, everything here is just bigger and better, I guess. It's kind of like Texas, right? They, or they, you know, they they say they do everything bigger in Texas. Well, here at Oak Ridge, I think we're we're kind of like that. We're just going to do everything a little bit better and a little bit bigger than everybody else. And I want to be a part of that. I like it. I like it. Um, what has been the biggest uh, lesson you've learned in coaching to this point in your career? You know, it's funny. Like, you know, when I first started at West High School, this is probably going to not answer it exactly, but. When I first started at West High School, there was really no culture there, and, and football was not winning, you know, or whatever. And so to establish what we did there was just our culture. There was mm-hmm. no previous 
the previous culture, if you will, was just kind of non-existent, mm-hmm. you know, is the truth. Um, so now everything they identify by in the community is things that we kind of created the logo that they use. We created that, like the, the field house, the weight room, everything there that we created. And, and so that situation though, my point is, is different from Cleveland situation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's the dynamics, no matter where you're at, I've learned are different. There's no one just magical formula uh, to, to success. You gotta, you know, and I've, I've learned some of it the hard way too. You know, you gotta, you kind of got to dive into the inner workings of where you're at and, you know, try to expand on those traditions, but keeping the traditions or, um, you got to kind of find out the dynamics of each place on their own merits and see how you can foster those. But as far as just on the, you know, on the field, you know, I just, I learned a long time ago, I got to be who I am. Um, and sometimes that can rub people the wrong way or sometimes people love it, you know, mm-hmm. but I got to be who I am. And, and that's just kind of this, you know, guy, fiery guy that just, you know, is <laughs> that this coaches one way and that's, mm-hmm. that's to try to outwork everybody else and, uh, to be very passionate about what we're doing and grind just just grind and mm-hmm. and eventually at the end of the day you turn around and and you're like man we've gotten a lot better because of the grind um, and that you cannot replace there's no there's no shortcutting that side of it to be successful do you find that you've had that generally speaking year to year and this is something that's so unique to high school football generally but um, that you have to throw out a lot of your scheme and your installs year over year, depending on what you lose, what you have in front of you, and just maximizing the guys that you have in, in your in your area. Um, do you do that more often than not? Have you in the past? Do you, are you comfortable that you're going to be able to get the installs in uh, this summer that yeah. you want to do with your the current roster that you got? Well, I'd be lying to you if I said that spring went – has gone as uh, fast as I would like for it to, as far as our progression. Mm-hmm. Um, we have not been able to progress as far as I would like to have coming out of spring. Um, you know, there's, there's multiple reasons for that. Like, you know, I've never had this many kids in uh, track and baseball combined. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had a slew of, you know, anywhere I've ever been in, in the, in you have a few track kids here and there, but nothing like this. I mean, we've had a lot of our skill guys, you know, not being either at practice at all, or if they're at practice, they're in shorts, t-shirt and a helmet. And they're mm-hmm. mainly just watching and trying to learn. And the truth is they're really not doing that. They're, you know, the best practice is by repetition mm-hmm. uh, and they're not getting those reps. So, when we have started slowly getting some guys back when baseball ended a couple of days ago and the kids that didn't qualify for sectionals or state now and track got some of those back, but now they're so far behind the other guys that we're, we're having to try to go back and reteach or, or just throw them into the fire a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's not a bad thing that they're running track in baseball. That's a good thing. I believe in a two sport 
player. My mm. my own sons play two sports. So, but I, but it's just factual. There's no way around it that that they're behind, and we can't slow down for them now. And it's it's been a little frustrating. Um, but you know, there's certain principles in our offense and defense that we're just going to uh, hang our hat on and mm. say this is who we're going to be, and we're not changing that. Uh, now, but there's also other things where, you know, we're going to be pretty small up front on the offensive mm-hmm. line, for example. So within the offense and within our system, there's going to be certain series of plays, certain series is how our system's set up. There's going to be certain series that we're going to have to not hang our hat on as much as other series in the offense. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and defensively, you know, Robert Ayers, you know, wants to, we're going to be a base three, four defense, but you know, the way he chooses and would like to play mm-hmm. is with three big linemen. Um, and the way I've played it in the past is with two, only two big linemen and one smaller one that's, then we slant a lot to mm-hmm. one side or the other. So, yeah. And what we're going to have to work through now that we're ending spring practice is, do we have the kids, you know, for for his style, or do we need to sit back and say, you know, we need to reevaluate this, and you know, we're going to have to be more slanting front, mm. you know, than, than maybe that than maybe we're comfortable with. So, uh, you know, offensively, we're still going to be we're going to be a fifty fifty tight end, no tight end scheme schematically but we'll run a lot of triple option out of gun set up our shot passing plays with that but get the ball in and out of the quarterback's hand and try to get it out to some of these dudes the best we can um you know we're, we're not going to change that side of it now some of the intricacies so like will we hang our hat more on power power mm-hmm. counter stuff isos or are we going to truly be an inside zone read team and run a triple out of it as our, you know, hang our hat more on that. You know, I don't know. That's yet to be seen truly, truthfully. But we're going to sit down next week as a staff and reevaluate some things we've learned and, and go from there. What have you found uh, Peyton Sharp is more comfortable with? Is there one at this point that you think would benefit his skill set the most? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we've got three kids repping quarterback equally right now. Okay. Peyton Sharp, Nehemiah. Uh, Elmore and um, Ethan Garza. Um, so it's a fully open competition at the moment. Absolutely. Fully, fully, very much so. Um, as a matter of fact, Peyton's probably got a few lesser reps than them because hmm. he's because he's also been factoring in and playing uh, safety in the spring. Hmm. You know, we won't play kids both ways a lot if you're a one on one side you can be a two on the other Mm -hmm. and you know so once we figure out if peyton's the guy quarterback then obviously then he won't play defense at all right Um, but in the spring till we figure it out wanting to learn both the best Mm -hmm. we could um but peyton's a runner you know he he, peyton could run uh, you know pretty well so for him being a lot of the midline or inside zone read triple option stuff fits him pretty good mm. so so does it nehemiah elmore 
Ethan Garza can do it a little bit, but his more forte is getting the ball in and out of his hand quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yet to be determined, and right now it's still wide open going into the summer. Is there one game that you've got circled on the calendar that you're most excited for this fall? Man, I'm sitting here looking at it right now. <laughs> it's, the schedule's brutal. Which I, stretch I, I is the most jo- brutal I tell for you? Joe Gaddis all the time, like, dude, how you do this to me? <laughs> Uh, my first year, you know, uh, you know, Clinton week three is a big one around here. Um, and they got some guys that now, you know, mm. they, they're going to be, they're going to be a much improved team. I mean, they're going to be pretty good. I think, um, uh, obviously Powell week six is a big one, but you know, for us being the first year, mm. I'd have to say game one South Dole, you know, they're going to have a new coach. I'm a new coach here. Um, you know, so it's going to be about which one can get their kids to execute the best right off the bat. Yeah, and then you got Carnes, obviously, with Sean Bishop, and uh, that's yeah. fun. I watched that up close. That's just, uh, he's a cheat code, man. Uh, yeah, we beat him yeah. last year at Halls, but mm-hmm. but we had to outscore him. Yeah, it's a it's a foot race. Uh, you're yeah. you're going to be going back and forth in that one. Um, is there a, is there a favorite cheat meal for you, Coach? On non football, what do you like? What do you have a, a favorite cheat meal? Meal? Yeah. Man, you know, is it big I, ads? I, I would have to say, uh, you know, if I if I first of all I cheat a lot. If you okay. My <laughs> belly. But <laughs> but if I was going to have just one meal that I'm just man, I'm cheating like a dog. Yeah. Then man, it's going to be breakfast and get some good old biscuits and gravy. Okay. Do you have a good spot, or do you make it yourself? Nah, man, I got lots of spots for biscuits and gravy. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, fast. I'm over here I'm in uh, I'm here in downtown North Knox. Where Where do you got? Fast food place. I can tell you that. Well, where that's do you got for me? I like the dives. Yeah. So, well, where do you got for me? I'm open. Western Avenue called Tracy's. Tracy's. At, yeah, just Tracy's restaurant. Just a little dive mm-hmm. in a strip mall there. It, good base biscuits and gravy there. I like it. I like it. Yeah. You get a you get a day off, coach. I know uh, spring and summer it's ramping up, so those days off and not having to think about football are long behind you. But uh, in between that time, like post regular season uh, work at like uh, spring ball is still ways away. You get a you get an off day. You can go do whatever you want. What do you do? Do you go fishing? Do you go hunting? Do um, you go to the like go to the lake? Ride a jet ski? What would you do? You coach? know, it's interesting you say that because my kids are getting older now and. Mm. Uh, I used to play golf a lot, and okay. uh, uh, when my second son came along, and they both started, I had two sons that played, each one of them played two sports each, mm. so I got one that was a basketball and footballer, Connor, who's with me now here at Oak Ridge, and then my other son was a footballer and baseballer, mm. plus with my schedule, I just said to heck with it, and I gave up on playing golf. Uh, mm. I haven't played golf but one or two times a year in the last probably 10 years. Were you able to go to the driving range, though, at all? But, uh, no, nah, I ain't doing that. So, <laughs> <laughs> all that does is make me tired. Uh, so, I, I'm I'm really wanting to get back into golf. I, I think mm. I got one son that's graduating now. He graduates this at the end of the month and in a couple, well, in another week. And then he's going off to Tennessee tech to school. And I'll have my other son that's here with me, you know, be a junior, but he drives now and 
you know, mm. he don't need me anymore to load, you know, load him around. But mm. so I've got, I'm, I'm getting ready to have more, more personal freedom when I do have free time. And, uh, I really, I think I, my goal is to get back into golf and, and, uh, it probably helped my waistline too. There you go. Um, <laughs> I like it. Uh, what's the hardest part about coaching your son? That's an interesting fine line. My dad did it a lot growing up, but it's it's tough, man. I imagine it's even tougher for you. It's way different in high school than it mm. than because I'm telling you, like like last year, uh, my older son was our quarterback, and mm. uh, I stay out of those conversations. Um, uh, I I did I when we would talk about players, I when uh his name was Caden when mm-hmm. his name came up in our talks I would just I would sit there you know and everything but I I even told the coaches hey you know I, I'm going to dismiss myself from this conversation um I want you guys to have an open and honest conversation about that without my input mm-hmm. um and so you know it's one of those made that decision to start him at quarterback, you know, and, um, uh, you know, and now with Connor, um, you know, it's kind of a no brainer kind of thing. Mm. Um, you know, he's, he's pretty good. I mean, he's, 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 he, Caden had to work hard at it, but he did, mm. you know, uh, Connor, he works pretty hard at it, but it just, it really comes natural to him. He's, at five foot eight in the eighth grade, he was, he could jump and hang on the rim. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So he's a basketballer and footballer. And fortunately he's, he's pretty good. Um, mm. you know, yesterday at our spring showcase, we called it, mm. he had two interceptions, um, uh, on his own yesterday. So, I mean, he's, he's pretty good on his own. So there's not much conversation really to be had. Mm. but I still keep, I still remove myself, mm-hmm. but our receivers coach and our defensive coaches are all vying for him, you know, to play more on their side of the ball. So mm. I just sit there and listen, but I think does he want to do both. Is he all about the, both yeah, sides? he does. Um, I think his primary position like last year at mm. Halls will be corner. He'll mm-hmm. start at corner, it looks like, and then uh, be in the rotation at receiver. Him, him and Elijah Rogers okay. probably both start on defense, but then split the offensive receiver position so they're staying fresh on defense all the time. That's a good spot to be in, though. It is a good spot to be in because, you know, at the other receiver positions, I got Brandon Hayward and exactly. Almonte Rogers and whoever else. So, you know – as long as we don't have an injury bug, you know, we can mm. keep doing that. Uh, you know, two Jai Hunley will play out in the slot also some. So um, it's a good situation. And, and uh, you know, Connor would probably tell you he'd like to play receiver more, mm. you know. But, you know, it's like I've got to get all these kids to understand, you know, when you've got talent like, like we do at those skill positions, uh you know, you're going to have to understand that it's got to truly be about the team, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you might not get to do everything you want to do all the time. 
Well, it's also just interesting because it's two totally different mindsets with corner and receiver where part of the, like, if you're good, if you're a good receiver, you're going to see, you're going to be in the highlights. You're going to be, uh, the, all the attention is right there. If you're a lockdown corner, you're just not getting yeah. challenged. They're not throwing your side of the way at all. Like that's how you're, you know, you're doing well is when you're not getting any attention at all. Well, he, you know, he's, he's pretty good in his own right, you mm. know, in coverage. Uh, is he more press he, man or is he more zone? He doesn't, it doesn't matter really, but we're, he knows zone best. I mean, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. what we, we have been in my past and, uh, I believe in zone even, you know, I think the better the athletes you are, the more you need to play zone, which so hmm. many people think oppositely. Yeah. Um, but if you're a great athlete and you play zone coverage, then you get your reads and you can be even faster inserting yourself into run support. Hmm. And it's that run support side of it that you lose by playing so much man. Um, somebody runs, you know, a perimeter play and it bounces on the box defense. Then if you're in man and, you know, they're running you off and then ripping inside and blocking you versus if you're in zone, you, you know, you're seeing that and you can trigger mm-hmm. on it and try to defeat the stop block faster. Um, but, That's interesting. I had not heard that before. And a great athlete, you know, I think in zone can be more of a factor mm-hmm. than man. Uh, you take a lesser athlete and teach him great technique, uh, I think he can still play man um, with technique. It ain't always what people think, you know, about, oh, I need a kid that can flip his hips and all the crap you hear all the time, you know, it's like, it's high school football. You got who you got, brother. But, you know. Um, no transfer portal, really. <laughs> no, even though it's getting closer and closer to that uh, with all the recruiting going on around here, but uh, this mm. area now. But, uh, but you know, he. I think in zone, I think Elijah Rogers is going to be an animal now mm. playing zone coverage. I just think. I watched film the last year and he's in man all they're soft man all the time. And like, he wasn't really as much of a run support guy, mm-hmm. but I think him playing zone, he's going to be a beast to try to throw against him. And then he's also going to be a beast when he gets his keys and triggers on run support. He's a physical dude mm-hmm. with a chip on his shoulder. And so why not use that more in run support to help your defense? I like that. I like that. Uh, Coach, we'll end on this. How did the good folks uh, support you guys and what you got going on this summer? Uh, Anything uh, pressing ahead of this fall football season uh, over there at Oak Ridge that they can uh, support the Oak Ridge Wildcats? Yeah, you know, we got a lot of projects going on. Um, It's like I'm sitting here in my office looking at a 65-inch big screen TV, you know, and we're changing the coach's locker room into a position player meeting room changing another office downstairs to another position player meeting room. Um, we're wanting to totally revamp, uh, the weight room. Uh, Mm. so there's a lot of, there's a lot of projects, you know, and if somebody wants, wants to be involved in somehow, obviously all everything, everything takes money, you know, and, um, but if, you know, if anybody's able, and willing to help in those ways is always good, you know, but, uh, other than that, really, I'll tell you the biggest thing and and I'll get off of here is 
we got to reinvent ourselves in Oak Ridge. Um, mm. We got to reinvent not just Oak Ridge high school football, but we got to reinvent youth youth football in, here in this town. Um, we've now got good leadership down at the Boys and Girls Club. We really need to bring back youth football to to the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, that is, you know, let's just say that leadership before them maybe let some things slide. You know, I don't know. I wasn't here. I don't know. But uh, a lot of kids started, parents started taking their kids outside of Oak Ridge to go play for other teams uh, in youth ball. And we got to get them back here. You know, mm. we, the, Oak Ridge is a place that should never play second fiddle to anybody. And, and that includes our youth programs and our middle school programs. Uh, if we can take a systematic approach to winning here, if there's ever a place to do that, great, it's here. Um, you know, so I would just encourage people to get back involved. We need quality men down there coaching these youth kids. And, and, and so the parents feel comfortable bringing their kids back to the Boys and Girls Club and know that they're going to be taken care of. And we got great equipment down there, all brand new helmets, brand new shoulder pads and uniforms and We've got the good people in charge of it now, um, but we need to we need to get people back. There you go. I like it. Well, I'm excited to see how this all unfolds for you this fall, Coach. Uh, good luck this summer. Um, we'll reconnect, I'm sure, in the not-too-distant future, but thank you for making the time today. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, brother. I appreciate you having me. All right, that'll do it for hour two here on the Chase Most Podcast. Thank you again to Oak Ridge head football coach Scott Cummings for coming on uh, this edition of the Chase Most Podcast. Uh, go support the Oak Ridge football program any way you can if you are a local East Tennessean listening to this very podcast uh, and all the great stuff that uh, Coach Cummings has got cooking up there in Oak Ridge. So uh, the Wildcat Nation, um, you're in good hands here with Coach Cummings. Very much enjoyed our conversation. It seems like uh, things are moving in the right direction all across the board. So great to see and great to hear here on the podcast. So uh, don't forget, you can watch this episode of the program and watch all of our stuff over at the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Type in the Chase Most Podcast. You'll find us there. Um, if you enjoyed listening to today's uh, for hour two here on the Chase Most Podcast, make sure you uh, hit that pause button and leave this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, or however you get your podcast to help other people find the show. Uh, tell a friend, coworker, family member about the Chase Most Podcast, why you like listening to it, and why you think uh, they would like it as well. Uh, it helps more than you know. Uh, email this very program at chasetomuspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, tweet at me. Uh, chase the underscore thomas like the facebook page at facebook.com slash chase thomas writer all right hour three coming up in just one second here on the chase most podcast on this very feed so stick around for that uh uncle Derek, how'd i do nicely done nephew Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.